Last week, I gave you Devon A-Chain as my top buy of the week. Then he went out and literally exploded. Now I'm back to give you five more buys and sells ahead of week four. And I recommend watching the video all the way through because at the end, I'm going to have a rapid fire segment that's going to give you three bonus buys and three bonus sells. Also, make sure you're using our trade calculator, yardsperfantasy.com, to get the best deals on your week four trades. Just download the Yards Per Fantasy app to get the most customizable fantasy football trade calculator for redraft leagues on the planet. And it's free. Let's go. My first buy for week four is Christian Watson. Christian Watson, fantasy manager, spent their fourth round pick this summer to get him. I'm sure they were fired up to make that pick after the way he finished his rookie season. Unfortunately, though, he's yet to take the field, and those teams are probably starting to feel the effects of missing their wide receiver, too. This is where we pounce. The biggest question about Christian Watson during draft season was the quarterback situation. Is Jordan Love going to be good enough to propel a downfield guy like Christian Watson to wide receiver, two or better production? Those questions seem to have been answered after three weeks. And the answer is yes. Yes, he can. Jordan Love currently ranks first among all quarterbacks in average target distance. He has had no hesitancy to push the ball down the field. He is also third in air yards, and he's third in rate of passes traveling 20 or more yards down the field. And that's per Graham Barfield on Twitter. And we know what Christian Watson is capable of. He scored 20-plus fantasy points in four straight games from weeks 10 to 13 last season. He had over 100 air yards in five of the last eight games, and he finished the season with seven touchdowns. One of them was from Jordan Love. Now he will team up with Jordan Love again in a surprisingly good Packers pass attack. Watson appears close to a return from a nagging hamstring injury after the team has exercised an abundance of caution with him to this point in the season. And once he's back on the field at 100%, the Christian Watson-Jordan Love connection could become one of the most explosive in the NFL. Another wide receiver I'm buying ahead of week four is Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has gotten off to a terrific start to begin his Raiders career. Concussion aside, of course. In week one, he led the team with a 38% target share. He caught nine of his 10 targets that week for 81 yards and two touchdowns. He was the wide receiver three in fantasy football. And then he missed week two, but he returned to another high target share in week three. He caught seven of 12 targets with a 27% target share for 85 yards and another 15 and a half fantasy points. It was obvious the Raiders wanted to get Jacoby Myers the ball and establish him as the clear number two wide receiver behind Devontae Adams. And Myers and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo seem to have some pretty good chemistry. We know Jacoby Myers commands targets and does well with them from his time in New England. He averaged seven targets per game over the last two seasons on a low-volume passing offense. He is currently the wide receiver two overall in fantasy points per game and on track to set career highs across the board in 2023. So if you need some consistent wide receiver production in a PPR league, Jacoby Myers can be had at a very reasonable price. I'm buying. I'm also buying Sam Laporta, the Lions rookie tight end. On a podcast this summer, I predicted that Sam Laporta would have the most productive season of all the rookie tight ends. Sam Laporta, he's kind of exciting. I think he could have the most productive rookie season of all the 2023 tight ends. I meant that as among like the 2023 rookie tight ends. Yet through three weeks, he's on pace to have the most productive rookie tight end season ever. He is the first tight end in NFL history to catch at least five passes in his first three NFL games, and he's currently leading all tight ends in the NFL 
in receiving yards with 186. His 17-game pace is 102 receptions for over 1,000 yards. While it's likely that pace falls off a little bit, Sam Laporta has already established himself as a legitimate NFL tight end talent and a guy we can trust in fantasy football. He has had target shares of 16%, 18%, and 36% to begin his career. And in an offense without an established number two wide receiver, Sam Laporta should continue to see a significant number of looks his way. And at a position that is in desperate need for another star, Sam Laporta is quickly rising up the rankings. He's a top six tight end at worst the rest of the season. You should be aggressively trying to acquire him. Another rookie I'm trying to buy right now, and I'm trying to buy high just like Sam Laporta, is Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison has been everything we thought he would be. In three games, he has 19 targets, 13 receptions, 185 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. He has scored 16.1, 16.2, and 11.2 fantasy points, and he's currently inside the top 20 wide receivers and fantasy points per game. And he's done this despite still playing behind veteran KJ Osborne in terms of routes and snaps. Addison's route participation has grown week over week, though, up from 66% in week one to 80% in week three. We loved Addison coming out of USC, and we expected he would thrive as the number two in Minnesota. But now the Vikings are 0-3. They have a terrible defense, which puts them in a ton of negative game scripts, which naturally creates more passing opportunities and aggressive throws down the field. Kirk Cousins is on pace to attempt 782 passes. The all-time record was 733, which was Tom Brady last year. That is only going to be a good thing for Jordan Addison as his role continues to grow and his chemistry and trust with his quarterback gets stronger. So I expect Jordan Addison will continue to score as a wide receiver two in fantasy football for the rest of the season. I'm making trade offers with that expectation. And if you believe Jordan Addison returns to the end zone in week four, then you can play this pick'em on underdog fantasy right now. If he scores a touchdown, you will 2x your payout. Lock in your pick now or draft a whole starting lineup for week four on underdog fantasy and use promo code yards per for a $500 deposit match. That's right, $500. And that's a very limited time offer, so take advantage right now. And you'll also receive a free mystery pick'em. Myself for week four is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has gotten off to a very concerning start to the 2023 season. For one, he has struggled behind the Titans' bottom of the league offensive line to a tune of 3.2 yards per carry, which would be by far a career low for Derrick Henry. He has just 163 rushing yards and one touchdown through three games. And we've seen Henry get off the slow starts of past seasons and then explode in the second half. In fact, through three games last year, his numbers weren't much better than they are right now. However, things feel a little bit different this time around. This Titans team is really bad. The line is bad. The quarterback is bad. The weapons aren't good. The biggest worry of all, though, for Derrick Henry is him standing on the sideline more than we're used to. And it's not a situation where they're just giving him a few extra plays off per game. He is being widely outsnapped by rookie Tajay Spears. In two of three games, Tajay Spears was on the field significantly more than Derrick Henry. Spears played 56.3% of the snaps in week three, while Henry was on the field for 37.5% of the time. That resulted in just 11 carries for 20 yards. And maybe it's just a game script thing, which would make some sense. However, if that's the case, we do still need to be worried because like I mentioned earlier, 
This Titans team is not good. Not only is it not good, it is actively bad. They're going to be in a lot of negative game scripts. And if that means they're going to continue to play Tajay Spears over Derrick Henry in most weeks, then Henry's fantasy managers are in big trouble. We're used to a ton of volume for Derrick Henry. That's how he scores as an elite fantasy running back without catching passes. Now we're being stripped of that heavy workload, and it doesn't look like he's going to be able to make up for it with efficiency either, considering how poor that offensive line is. And you know it's bad when Derrick Henry can't make up for the terrible blocking. But it's only week four, so there are plenty of fantasy gamers who aren't quite worried about Derrick Henry yet. They're just chalking it up to a slow start. Maybe they haven't seen the usage data, or maybe they're just naive to the situation and expect Derrick Henry will work his magic and turn things around. I mean, after all, it's Derrick Henry. But I'm not expecting that to happen, so I'm aggressively shopping him while I can still get a good return. Before we get to the bonus buys and sells for week four, if you're enjoying this video and you find it at all valuable, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. I'll be pumping out content like this all season long. And drop your trade questions in the comments. I'll try to get to all of them. Welcome to rapid fire mode. It's the bonus buys. We'll start with Rashad White. We're buying Rashad White in week four for the same reasons we were buying him in week three. We talked about it on the last video. And what did you expect him to do against the Philadelphia defense behind that Tampa offensive line? So we're giving him a pass for that one. But the usage continues to be at an elite level. He's seeing all the snaps, all the backfield targets, all the backfield rushes. He's getting work in the red zone. His fantasy managers are panicking, so they're probably selling low. So I'm making offers. Kenneth Gainwell fantasy managers are probably panicking as well. I mean, we were celebrating after week one when he was used as the bow cow in that backfield. DeAndre Swift, who? But then he got injured, and they put DeAndre Swift out there. And DeAndre Swift has been phenomenal. However, it is still a split backfield. He only saw two fewer carries than DeAndre Swift in week three, and they had the same number of targets. This is the Eagles offense. Their running backs are going to have value. If he's going to have a significant workload alongside DeAndre Swift, he can absolutely start for you in the flex, especially with the bye weeks coming and injuries piling up at running back. Go get Kenneth Gainwell right now. I guarantee you he's very cheap. It is almost Roshan Johnson time. It's coming. The time is coming for Roshan Johnson to take over that Bears backfield. His snap share in that backfield has increased every single week. It was up to 45% in week three. The Bears offense is a mess. The team is a mess. They're going to start making changes. One of them is going to be starting Roshan Johnson ahead of Khalil Herbert. So put in your offers now. We're just a couple weeks away from this paying off. We'll start the bonus sells with Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce is not getting the workload that we saw from him last season, despite how good the Texans offense has been. He's losing carries, he's losing targets to Devin Singletary and even Mike Boone. This one might be a little bit risky because I do like to have running backs and good offenses. The Texans are ascending, but I'm moving on from Damian Pierce. I'm also moving on from Jerry Judy. I know he scored 15 fantasy points in week three, and that's what we were looking for him when we drafted him in the summer. But this Broncos team feels like it's heading in the wrong direction. I'm still not convinced Jerry Judy's actually good. Cortland Sutton seems to be having a career revival. He's becoming the alpha in that passing game. There are a lot of people who still love Jerry Judy and are actively trying to buy him. If I can still get a third, fourth round value in return, oh, you best believe I'm selling Jerry Judy. 
And my last bonus sell for week four is Kyron Williams. Yes, he's on the field. He's getting a ton of snaps, but he's still Kyron Williams. He's small and he's slow. And he's not particularly dominant in any trait. As a runner, receiver, he's not explosive. He's not a big touchdown scorer. He just has the role. And when a guy's not that great, but he has a really good role, that tells me it's time to sell. Because talent wins out eventually. And it loses out if you're not that good. And while he was on the field a ton in week three, he didn't really get a lot of touches. The Rams want to throw the ball to Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, their actual playmakers, and a Cooper Cup return could be right around the corner. Yes, Kyrie Williams is going to have some value. He's going to have the snap. But when I look at some of the trades that I am seeing involving Kyron Williams, the return that some people are getting for Kyron Williams, they are paying off. Like first, second, third round value for Kyron Williams. I can't get there with that. So if I'm getting those types of offers, that is where I'm selling. Hey, if you like that video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment what you want me to talk about next. You can find all my stuff, my rankings, articles, podcasts, more videos like this on yardsperfantasy.com. Just download the Yards Per Fantasy app and we thank you for your support.